Episode 7. Feels like it's been a long time. It does feel like it's been a long time. It's been just over a week, I guess, but uh, we've been traveling. I think because we were off the grid. We were definitely off the grid. You know, the interesting thing, like a lot of people ask about RV stuff, and you generally can just, when you go somewhere to an RV spot, you hook up. You got power, you have water, you have sewer. So it's, it's obviously like a little bit of an inconvenience getting set up, but... It's all there. Yeah, yeah. You get used to it. At first, you know, you think, oh, I have to drive here, and you have to hook up your power and your water, but when you start that, it just becomes second nature. Very much. And it's just normal. It's crazy. Like, when we first started living in the RV, we would set up, and it would take us, like, I think it takes late night, like, 40 minutes to do what it takes us, like, four minutes to do now. We're not bragging, (laughs) but we may be professionals. (laughs) You know, we uh, <laughs> we can set up a sewer line, a power line, and a water line. And it is pretty crazy, though, yeah. because it did take us a while at first to, like, make sure everything was good in the RV. Because when you live in an RV, every door has to be latched. Every bathroom door has to be latched. Every really? shower do, door has to be do latched. Do tell us about how bathroom doors have to be latched. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, first trip up into the mountains of Colorado... We take about a three-hour trip out west, and everything looks good. We get to our site. My job is to go in the RV, make sure I open up all the slides, meaning I open up all the rooms. I go in the bathroom, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. What was in there, Jess? It looks like a million glass beads. Yeah, it was wild. Oh, my gosh. I was like, what? So what happened? Our shower door broke it's yep. it smashed and just broke so there's like a little three panel set up on the shower door where obviously like in something as small as an rv it doesn't you don't have the opportunity for like a shower door to open out right. or even open in so it just slides back and forth and there's like these three overlapping panels that prevent the water from getting out well one of those panels went to heaven <laughs> it's gone. Yeah, that's a nice way to put it. Right? So it came loose somehow and then slid. And luckily, it's still like shatter, not proof glass. It's safety glass, right? Safety glass. So it wasn't terribly difficult to clean up. And, and we vacuumed everything up and all the shards are taken out. But, uh, yeah, so that got destroyed. So we got to try to replace that. And in the meantime, we got like a nice little uh, towel on the floor set yeah, up. Yeah. yeah. You know what? It's fine. It works. It worked out fine. But it is I'm what still, it is. I literally, I didn't tell you this, but I just took a shower and I found more glass. A little bit extra. Yeah, I did. That's I because did. on the top part, there's like this little glass pieces that keep popping off because the track system's still up there. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I was telling you is, uh, it's funny how now that we've been out west and it's not as humid as Florida, you kind of get used to like the crunchiness. Like you don't take a shower. I hadn't taken a shower in a while. <laughs> a while. <laughs> A while, a while for you is like not twice in a day almost. But, but you get used to it. Yeah. You kind of like feeling that way. It's weird. You're just not as clammy, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. You know what? We noticed that because our dog, Chef, he doesn't yeah. smell. That's right. And we're guessing it's because it's it's dry here, that's I'm it. assuming. We have a nickname for Chef. Um, if you've ever been cooking and you're <laughs> like, you know what? I'm going to make some biscuits. They're going to be delicious. <laughs> this is before our gluten-free days, all right? I used to love biscuits. They... 
you know, that with some honey, big surprise, or a little bit of jelly on it or something, fantastic. But you go and you're going to make the biscuits and you put them in the oven and you're all fired up for it and you're excited. And then, this is the 90s, of course, so you go sit down and you get caught up in Ricky Lake. Right, yeah, you watch. Right. You don't remember Ricky Lake? All right, Jerry Springer. You remember oh, Jerry, I Springer? Don't like Jerry Springer? Yeah, you probably didn't watch any of these shows, but I'm watching Springer now, right? And I'm enjoying it, and it's crazy, and there's all this mayhem. All of a sudden, you start smelling it, <sighs> and you're like, "Damn, I'm burning those biscuits." Yep, burnt biscuits. Burnt biscuit is the smell of Chev <laughs> when he's dirty. That's what we call him as burnt biscuit. I mean, to the T, he smells like a burnt biscuit. <laughs> it's the, it's so crazy. So we call him biscuit. Yep. In fact, in public, like when people go, oh, what's your dog's name? Well, you know, he's a service animal, so he's with us and, and he's interacting. And it's not really like a come pet play scenario. So his his show name is Biscuit. I, I really like it. Yeah, so what's I his name? Cool. Uh, for you, it's Biscuit. So we just let everybody. He actually kind of knows his name. His oh side name gosh. is Biscuit at this point. All right, what are we going to talk about? Because we've been so many places, Man. I can't even remember what we talked about. We have. We've we've had the opportunity to go some really neat places. Uh, I think uh, hot springs were pretty cool, right? Oh. Not the city hot springs. That was cool. But finding some hot springs. Oh, a top, top like, five for me. Yeah. That was probably number one, finding natural hot springs. Yeah. Before we sold our house, we had a hot tub at the house. And so hot tubs are like uh, huge for recovery. We oh, love them. Yeah. We don't currently have a house, right? So we don't have a hot tub set up. Um, we managed to figure out how to have one over at one of our relatives' house. So we're able to check that out every now and then. But to be able to just like sit out in nature and do a nature's hot tub has been pretty cool. Yeah. And not to mention that it's just hot and great for recovery, but the minerals, right. the natural minerals that are in the water is just, it's unbelievable. Honestly. You know what? You're drawing everybody back to your bathhouse days. <laughs> I like a good bathhouse. What can I say? Uh, I'm there for the heat. She's there for the minerals. I am. I'm there for all of that. It's great. But it was so cool because we went to um, some mineral springs that are, you know, it's like a, a place you go and you pay. And there's like, there were 17 hot pools you could get into. Yeah. Different degrees. Some were like 108 degrees. Some were 104 degrees, which was super cool. And it was kind of, it was kind of, you know, bougie. And then we actually found some actual natural hot springs out in nature and that was my favorite to be honest really i liked it yeah you it, i was so, relaxing at the Jordan's bougie so spot. funny he's so on edge <laughs> and like you know i it doesn't bother me to be around other people but i mean i'm not thinking security wise or safety wise and he gets a little he gets a little uh Listen, I don't know how to put it jess is so relaxed and so positive that she could be around <laughs> anybody and it not be a problem for me I have the military background. I've been around a lot of interesting characters in my life. I can't relax at first, right? So I'm like here. I'm filling out the situation. I'm looking at like out of the side of my eye. I'm looking at like people's clothes and bag setups. I'm looking for weapons. <laughs> I'm looking for all kinds of stuff. I go operator first. Yeah. So the first springs that we found that were it, they were in the mountains, right? So we have to drive, and then we have to take a small hike. Yeah, short hike. And wasn't we terrible. we take the hike there. And we walk up, and there's, like, two older guys and then a couple. And, like, I don't even think about it. I just start taking – I just start going down to my swimsuit. Yeah, Jess and the kids, like, hop in the hot <laughs> bath. I'm, I'm standing, like, armed security. Yeah. And uh, and I am armed, right? I have a concealed carry just in case things get crazy. But So I'm, like, standing armed security with Chev, like, looking around – 
checking the place out. But two of these cats were some unsavory looking Honestly, characters. Honestly, after the after the fact, <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know what? I don't, I don't know if I how I feel about those two guys. But I guess I was just so yeah, excited. Yeah, listen, they could have been great people. That's fine. I'm just not lowering my guard. Here's and the thing. so it when, took a little bit. Yeah, when you're around, I lower my guard. But when you're not around, I True truly that. I truly am aware of my surroundings. Yeah, Jessie is definitely very vigilant uh, in my absence. But when I'm there, she's like, hey, guys. But you give me a good hot spring. <laughs> <laughs> so the hot springs were super cool. And then... Um, also, you know, we had some really kind of cool places in New Mexico we were able to hit that we chatted about. Yeah. If you guys have never been to Glenwood Springs in Colorado, oh. 10 out of 10 recommend. It, here's the thing. It's so cool because in the summer, there's there's so many activities. You can't even, you can't even do them all. Um, there's whitewater rafting, which we did. There's so many hikes. There's the natural hot springs. They have an adventure park we weren't able to hit up where you can basically take this huge swing and you swing out over the mountain so yeah. you're you're looking down. I mean, it's just endless. It's yeah. it's probably my favorite. It's really neat. It's uh similar to where we're at. It has like a decent amount of tourism, but it's like just similar to where we're at. It's like just still very quaint. It's very it's a yeah, small place. Adorable. It's it's very nice. If you guys have never been, highly recommend. Um and then we, man, I think probably one of the coolest things we did there was we traveled about an hour south, maybe 45 minutes south. And was we, that south? It was south, yeah. Interesting. Um, so we went south to go to a city down there, um, just outside of a city called Carbondale, where we were able to do this heinous hike. to this. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, okay, we're going to do it. And you start, and I think we were like twenty minutes in, and we were like, "It was, it was definitely, oh, it okay. was definitely rough. It was perfect because, like, that's what we signed up for. But we were going out to, and you know, just put this up on IG, but it's this old mill. They call it a mill. It's not actually a mill. It was a pump house for running a hydraulic pump house. I'm sorry, not hydraulic, uh, a water pump house that was running from when the time period where they were mining in that city, right? Yeah. And so this is what provided a pneumatic pump. So they would use the, the you know, hydroelectricity basically in order to spin this, in order to pump up this pneumatic pump to send air out to be able to actually mine in this area. And it's sitting like right on the edge of this cliff where these waterfalls are coming over and they collect like in this kind of big tide pool and the river's just running like crazy. Um, I actually used IG to do the same thing. Like I found it. Oh yeah, Instagram. that's right. That one way. Yeah. Yep. And so we read the thing, and when we read it, we were like, "Okay, cool." So you pull up to this road, and the road says, "If you have four by four, then you'll be able to take this yeah. road." Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So we pulled up to this road and started to go up this road, and we're driving a four by four, but it's a dually, and real quickly we were like. I don't, I don't think this is a great idea. Yeah. Right. So we're like five minutes, not even five minutes, maybe like one minute into this drive. And I was like, dude, I'm backing back down the hill. And Jess was all about it. So we backed down the hill. We parked. I love a good hike, but I kind of get ahead of myself. Yeah. She gets a little, let's do it. 16 miles. And then we start and it, it never fails. Bernie and I are like, let's do this thing. And we get about three quarters in, and then you and Slade pass us, and then we, and then in my head I'm like, "Where's the end?" And then I think about we have to go back, 
and I have all these thoughts, and you and Slade are just like, let's go, and I'm like, oh, gosh, oh, gosh. Yeah, so we parked the truck, and luckily on this hike, as soon as you start walking off, just imagine you're just going up, like, the steepest flight of stairs that you've ever gone up, except they're, like, 12 buildings worth of stairs, right? Or imagine. But they're not stairs. It's just yeah. loose rock. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Your feet your feet are slipping. Imagine the stair climber on a level 10 for like 30 minutes straight. That's what it felt like. Dude, it was so heinous the first part of this hike. We would stop like every two minutes and I'm like, all right, guys, let's catch your breath. Don't let your legs get too hot. This is going to be a long walk. Dude. And, and the best part was like these quads and I don't know what you call these smaller like uh ATVs, but the kind that you sit down in, they're kind of like those gators. Oh, yeah. What are they called? Oh my gosh. I don't know what they're called, but you guys Darn probably know what yeah. they're called. They're just like really small ATVs that you sit in instead of sitting on top of like mm-hmm. a quad. And so like they're like pulling by us. There'll be like some people pulling by us. Oh yeah, all bundled up. Yeah. Bundled up. They, they got, got, got hot cooler. chocolate. They got their cooler of snacks, <laughs> you know. They're just chilling. Enjoying the ride. So we were like, all right, cool word. We know it's like four miles just to get into this thing to get to where this this old they call it Crystal Mill, but where this old pump house is. But you know, we signed up for it. We're gonna work out that day. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. And I tell you what, man, this place was crazy. As we're walking, we finally get up this like super steep entry hill that takes about a mile to get up. And then the rest of the walk was a lot of up and down. It's also uncomfortable. But you would just get up to these mountain sides. We're like, I am massively surprised that any vehicle could drive on these. Well, we saw a vehicle. There was a couple vehicles that had rolled down the yeah. hill and ceased to exist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, rolled down the hill is not a great description. Uh, Basically fell off the side of a cliff with a slight slope. Yeah. Probably yeah. about what? How many hundred feet down? Oh, do my gosh. I don't, I don't know that kind of stuff. Yeah, three or four hundred feet. Yeah. Pretty far down. Pretty wild. It was crazy, too, because I have a Fitbit, and I was watching my heart rate because the elevation is just insane. Yeah. I think we went up to 9,000. 9, yeah, yeah 9,000 uh, feet in elevation. And so, I mean... You would hit these inclines, and my heart rate would just skyrocket up 165, you know, a little bit higher. And then you'd hit the, you know, kind of like the plateau, and it would drop down. But it was such a, you know, heart rate up, drop down, heart rate up, drop down. It was a great workout. All in all, it was, I on my Fitbit, it said a little under 10 miles. Yeah. Took us two hours and 20 minutes. Yeah, it was wild. So we got there, you know, hung out for a minute, took a photo. Hurried up back. Back wasn't as bad. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. And then what? Uh, then we pressed out of that area and Ooh, went up to. You're forgetting about barbecue. Oh, y'all. Listen. What was that place called? Slow Grooving. Oh my gosh, you guys! Slow Grooving Barbecue. I we. It could have been the ten mile hike that made it so good. That was the thing. We're not certain if the barbecue was incredible. We don't know, but we ate three pounds of brisket. We ate three pounds of brisket. I we mean, did. we couldn't. <laughs> We didn't know how we were going to get back because we had to drive, what, an hour and a half? Yeah, like as I was finishing dinner, I was like, I feel like I made a lot of strategic <laughs> errors in my decision making today. That was the best part. I'm going to be so tired driving back. Oh, but my it wasn't gosh. bad. It was, it was awesome. But it was such a great challenge, I think, for, for us and for the kids to get through because we could have asked for a ride down. I'm sure somebody would have given we us a ride de- back. There down. were cars, like I say cars. There were off-road vehicles like driving by us at times. And that little part inside of everybody that's like, what's the what's the comfortable way yeah. out of here? Was like, you know what? Maybe we should. You know what? We've already walked this far. Right. We've already done this much. Yeah. I was but like, we're finishing this. No. Nah. We did it. 
and it was worth it. It was fun, man. It was a lot of fun. It was definitely heinous. Um, then we went up to Estes Park. Oh, you guys, Estes Park, which is right next to Rocky Mountain National Park, it's up there for me. Yeah, it's a beautiful it's, area. Yeah, it's different than Gledwin Springs. I would say it's um, it's not as quaint as Glenwood Springs, but it is it's beautiful. It is. It is interesting. It's like kind of down inside of a bowl, uh-huh. right, yeah. with mountains around it, and it has all your modern stuff as far as like supermarket and all those things. Yeah. But it still has like a really small town um, feel to it, it which does. is neat. I mean, we how many elk did we see? So it's it's the season for for babies for elk that are little babies, and so we would see elk just running through people's yards. We saw yeah. tons of babies. We saw a moose. Come up we the moose. We did see a moose. We saw, bull, we moose. saw Bullwinkle. We and legit Bullwinkle saw Bullwinkle. was huge. You don't want to mess with Bullwinkle. Everybody says that, and you're like, but how big could it be? He was huge. He looked like a little tractor walking around in the he woods. He really did. He, I mean, the way he would break the branches with his mouth yeah, dude. it was so loud he would take the branches and like so if you imagine just a normal tree branch coming off of a tree and you go about a third of the way down that branch and you bite it with this thing's giant's mouth yeah and then you just strip it like you're pulling s'mores off a skewer dude. just whoosh, there they go for real it's all bobcat yep that was so cute I don't want that bobcat. We did see a little bobcat laying in a tree. They're the, they're the cutest. They look like a household cat, but just a little bit bigger. That was neat. So if you guys ever get the opportunity to go out to Rocky Mountain National Park, super beautiful. Um, lots of different activities and trails. Yeah. Lots cool. of wildlife. Yeah. Cool thing is, for Estes Park at least, you can fly into Denver, Denver International Airport. Right. Take a shuttle to Estes and then back so you don't even have to rent a car yep that's which it. is pretty sweet because you fact, can rent a bike that's right in wanna... fact that's what Jess's mom did she flew out took a shuttle well it was going to take a shuttle we picked her up from the airport and then she took a shuttle back because we were heading a different direction yeah I mean it's a great setup honestly like yeah. we could, it's it'd be an easy way to go and and hang out on vacation and come back that's it and those e-bikes guys our partner Damon has an e-bike and he rides it to the gym all the time and I've, like, ridden it in the parking lot for, like, a half a second. Yeah. But we rode those e-bikes all around Estes Park. They were awesome. Those were legit. I, w- I couldn't believe how much we could cover in mm-hmm. that amount of time. And we, we went, how many miles did we go? And you know what's funny is somehow your brain still tells you, like, I'm riding a bike and getting no, exercise. I kind of felt bad. <laughs> I didn't feel like that. I was like, man. Uh, Sometimes I, I would bad. put it down to zero. And I would try to keep up with my own, like, strength in my legs. And I was like, Nah. Not me at all. I was enjoying 100% oh, of that throttle. I know you were. I'm sure you were. <laughs> so that was a lot of fun. Uh, and then we headed out of there and headed through Wyoming. Yeah, Wyoming. I was really wondering what that was going to be like. And Wyoming is cool, man. It's beautiful. How do you say that word, by the way? Wyoming. Wyoming. I, mean, I, I don't know. I'm from the south. I just dropped <laughs> the back off of everything. Uh, Wyoming. I'm serious. Like, how do you say that? Wyoming? Wyoming. Wyoming is how I say it. Interesting. But. I yeah. guess we can Google afterwards the I proper pronunciation. I don't know how to pronounce it, but we stayed in Casper. <laughs> Guys, I spell like an eight-year-old, by the way, oh. as well. We've been playing Scrabble as a family, and my basic uh. move is to save my S's until Jess puts down like a solid word, and then I'll just make it plural. You guys, <laughs> 10 out of 10 annoying. It's annoying. And you know what, by the way, I have a question on Scrabble. Can you make something possessive? Because you do that, and yeah. I don't think that's true. It feels right. It feels it good when right. I do it. So, like, you could, I, I'm assuming you can put a name, because I put a name, and then he was like, Jerry's. And I'm like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really think that Scrabble, that's a rule. I don't think that's, you can do that. 
Well, it feels right when I do it. Yeah. All right. So you guys <laughs> pray for me because I'm homeschooling three people now. I'm how to spell. <laughs> I'm known for plenty of things and spelling accurately is not one of them. Google has been the, the kindest thing being in a, in a, where you type it in and oh, it yes. auto corrects. Spell check is your friend. That's spell check. Sure. It's been fantastic. That's for sure. You know what? To just talk about that. It's been really cool because... We, we boondocked for three days, meaning we stayed... What's boondock mean? Yeah, so boondocking is where you stay and you have no hookups. So you don't have any power, you don't have any water. You're basically just setting your RV on a plot of land. That's and it. so we stayed in a really sweet park in Estes Park that didn't have any of those amenities. Um, which it's kind of like on the backside of this mountain yeah, just outside really cool. of it. Yeah, it was really cool. So we had it to ourselves, but... We used our generator, of course, to run um, our refrigerator and to cook, but we didn't have any extra power for TV. Yeah, you can watch TV yeah. or none of that no stuff. No cell service, zero service there. Zero cell I mean, service. Nothing for miles. If you want to make a phone call, you get in your car, and in like 15 minutes, you oh, can make uh, yeah, a phone yeah. call. So it was cool, though, because, you know, to be honest, we kind of rely on our TV at nighttime to kind of chill out. Yeah, we'll watch, maybe put on something on Netflix or Hulu Kids do, or yeah, something. the kids will watch something. But for three days, we couldn't do that. And so we would come home after a day of activities. We'd all cook and eat together. We'd kind of chill out. And then it was like, all right, everybody, when it's nighttime, we got to read a book to fall asleep. And I thought it was going to be hard. And it really wasn't. I've yeah. got the best sleep the past three days that I've ever gotten. That's it. And I used to always, always read to go to sleep. And I think like anything else, it just sometimes becomes easier to just kind of watch a show and not yeah. have to put the effort in. But the reality is, is it's been fantastic for us. So any of you guys that are having a hard time falling asleep, yeah. uh, get you some melatonin. That's a good start. Yeah. And then uh, read a book. That's been good for us. And we're going to stick with it. Uh, absolutely. And for kids, it's kind of hard. For our kids, it was kind of hard at first. But it took three days and now we're we're on a roll. We broke them. We did it. We did it. But you know what? To be honest, it had to start with us. Yeah, absolutely. Because if we made them do it and we watched TV, like, that's not fair. That's pretty much been our tenet the entire time is we don't ask our kids to do anything that we're not willing to do. Yeah. And so, yeah, probably more than anything, it was just us figuring out, like, all right, we know we, this is what, what path we should be on. And in God's kindness, we boondocked it out. And yeah. Couldn't have service. Couldn't watch something if you wanted. Couldn't watch it on your phone. No, yeah. Right? Didn't matter. So it was There's like, no choice. <laughs> yeah. It was awesome. It was super, super cool. Super grateful for that outcome. For sure. Um, Yellowstone. Yellowstone. You didn't talk about whitewater rafting. I did not talk about whitewater rafting. It was super awesome and fun, and then it got super cold for me. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the boys were in the front, and us girls, we were in the back. So we got soaked, but not as much as you guys did. We It was fantastic. Like, the it was water? It was a lot of fun. The was water so is like 40-some degrees. Oh, it was so cold. But... You know, it was it was really sunny at the beginning of the ri- of the ride, so it was super fun. But by the end, and it got a little cloudy. Yeah, and here's the deal, guys. I used to compete in strongman. I was a 200 pound strongman competitor. I was a little thicker, right? I compete in the 208 weight class for jujitsu. Husky. I was a little thicker. I'm like low 180s now. I have I don't have enough years of being cold to be prepared for this. This, this guy I've is gotten shivering. Soft. I mean, literally. I was shivering for an hour and a half. Shivering. Like, yeah. I'm like, are you okay? I mean, I oh, wasn't crying about why it. Why don't you tell them how you didn't wear the, the shirt I told you to wear? Okay, so Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure, tell them. 
So Jess pulls out like this very specific shirt that I bought when I was going to Africa uh, doing some nonprofit work like a year or two ago. And it's really great. It's like wicks the water away really yeah. quickly. It's good to go. In my mind, I thought we were going to put on like these splash jackets. Uh -huh. JB was like, yeah, I think they got some splash jackets and whatnot. So I'm like, all right, word. So she takes out like this fancy looking shirt and I'm like I don't want to wear that it's not fancy you're so weird why is that fancy alright it, it's not fancy it looks like I'm about to be part of the professional fly fishing <laughs> angler association right like I'm going to take out my hat with my little fly fishing things on it you gotta look the part I'm catching some, some salmon in northern oh Alaska somewhere anyways so, so I don't wear that shirt her just uh, sorry Yeah. did Brody have one too oh we all have okay, one so all three of them have like this this sweet shirt that dries really quickly. I don't. Keeps I just warm. have like a cotton polyester shirt. Anyways, it got soaked and stayed soaked for like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I got to reap the benefits of that. Yeah, that was your mistake. That was fun. So then <laughs> uh, we're in Yellowstone now. We're looking forward to like throwing out some cool uh, after action stuff from that. That's a military term, right? Like it's what we learned oh, after I was the fact. so excited for Yellowstone. It's, it's honestly, you can't even describe it or take a picture of what's here. Right, because my whole, I mean, I've been overseas, but in America, I've only been in the South, and, you know, you kind of, like, see some of these different forestries and stuff, like, on TV, and they almost seem pretend. I know that sounds silly. Yeah, it's a, kind of like a backdrop. It seems right. like it's not real, Right. because it's hard to take it in from a picture. It when is. When you see a picture, or even when I take you take a video, it doesn't. It doesn't capture what you what you see in person. The three sixty view. Right? Telling you guys, it's we were driving through on the way here, Old Faithful, Morning Glory, some of the highest waterfalls you can find. Bison in the US. everywhere. Bison are everywhere. Buffalo, I call them. <laughs> um, elk. There's bears. There's wolves. I mean, if you guys can take a trip out to Yellowstone, it's totally worth it. Yep. So what we're hoping is we'll get some more lessons learned from that and be able to throw that in the ne next podcast as well. Yeah. Um, but giant, giant situation in America going on that, uh, we get asked about quite often is childhood obesity. Yeah, man. Childhood obesity. I think the statistics now are about 19% of kids are obese. Yeah. It's sad, man. It really is. And I think, what is it for adults? 43? Up to 43. Yeah. Up so, to 43%. so about, you know, one in five ends up obese as a child and then nearly one in two, yeah. just a little under as yeah. adults. Right. And so it's like, what are the factors that contribute to those things? Well, I think number one. Now, this is, by the way, this is our thought process. This is us unpacking this thought about the causation that we see and what we think can actually be done and how parents can be the heroes and what kind of difference they can make. So as we're talking about kind of risk factors here, this is through our lens, right? Yeah, absolutely. Number one, I think, you know, food has changed so much tremendously it's changed so much and you know if you are into you know we're into fitness and nutrition so we're looking at labels and we we kind of have dived deep into that but if you if you're not into that you have no clue what's in your food right you know and so number one thing is oil seed oils are just wrecking people's bodies yeah and a lot of that guys and we've touched on this before is because some of the most um 
let's say detrimental parts of that is that these things get into your body and they're very hard to get out. Right. So some of these oils will get into your adipose tissue, into your fat cells, and then they have a hard time exiting the cell as well. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So it's like anything else. It's like you, in, you invite the Romans over and then the Romans take over. Right. Right. You know, you got that one relative that just never gets the point and knows when to leave that's seed oils right and right? they're in everything so it's it's like we get it because i fight it on a daily basis when the kids are like hey well now they're not because they look at labels and they're like mom we cannot get this it has seed oil in it <laughs> you know but initially when i was kind of cleaning out our cupboards and you think something is healthy and you look at the label and you see canola oil, you see palm oil, you see sunflower oil. And the problem is, is the way these are formulated, they're so overly processed and they're just wrecking, wrecking our, our bodies. Yeah. And the thing is, is, you know, we hypothesize that even a lot of these companies just really don't know as well. We don't think that they're all sinister. We think there's a lot of companies that have what they believe to be healthy products without realizing that these ingredients are so detrimental. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah so I think so there's that. a giant lack of education for all of us when it comes to like what those things look like. And then in food wise, there's, you know, there's so much dense carbohydrates. There's so much dense fat stored with that, yeah. that it's very difficult for almost any child to go to any store you know, if they're hungry or to move from place to place and not be inundated with all kinds of terrible options. So that's a step one for sure. Yeah. You, you know? know, I think pandemic hurt a lot of that. Absolutely. I think that when that's kids, what they say. Yeah. I don't know the exact number, but they say that childhood obesity nearly doubled. Really? During the pandemic. I mean, I believe that. I believe that, you know, that you're taken out of school, you're taken out of your activities, yep. you're at home all day. You know, for a long time, it was like, can you go outside? I mean, our beaches were closed. We couldn't even go to the beach. Yeah, so. it was wild. You know, wild. it was it was rough for a lot of people, and now they're probably trying to get out of that. You know, if they if you're saying that it doubled, well, then now you're fighting all these different things trying to right. get back to where you were. That's right. Or better. And the reality is, you know, we our time period isn't quite like it was even 20 years ago, right? Oh, so yeah. like you could just hop on a bike and go for a ride 20 years ago. Now with all of the kind of increase in technology. It seems to be that things are a little more dangerous and therefore parents take a little bit more precautions. Yeah. And sometimes what stinks about that for the kids is like the safety of the child is also the detriment because they can't just hop on their bike and take off. We don't let our kids hop yeah, on their bike say, and take I off. I don't let our kids Yeah, we're that. not advocating that. Yeah. No, I absolutely would never hop let on our a kids. bike with them and yeah, take off. Exactly. But it's not like how when we were kids, it was like you got home from school, you did your homework, you ate a snack, and then you were gone. Till... Be home by the time the street lights come yeah, on. Yeah, absolutely. But nowadays, I would never let our kids That's do that. That's it. Yeah. That's it. My mom might be listening. She'll tell you, listen, here, here's the thing about my mom. This, this is hilarious. Is she'd be like, be home by the time the street lights are on. Yeah. And I'd be like, okay. And then daylight savings would happen. And all of a sudden the street lights would oh, be an yeah. hour later. She'd be like, be home by six. And I'm like, what happened in the street lights? That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. She wouldn't let me slide on. She'd be tanning me up if I got home late. Oh, yeah. So what else do you think? Man, I think that those are huge factors. I think um, it's very difficult to compete with the level of dopamine response that we get from video games, yeah. uh, social media, 
YouTube, all the different things that are really life enhancing when we use them appropriately. We actually just talked about this, about us reading a book versus watching shows, right? right? So I think that these things can be very life enhancing when they're not taking away the things that make the biggest impacts for what your totality of life looks like. Right, right. right. That's right? true. So that's another one. Um, I think that recess isn't the same as it used to be. Very true. I think that gym class isn't the same as it used to be. Yep. I think that, um, you know, when it comes down to like the things that we could do as a kid, just even in our environments in the city and everything else, there was a lot less of a litigious society. So now a lot of things are so liability driven that like, you know, if a kid's just like wants to go play in this area or jump off of this thing, like for instance, here's, here's something silly. When like we were kids, we could just like go over to where I knew this warehouse was and we'd go play around the back of the warehouse. We'd jump, we'd be playing outside, we'd be having fun. Yeah. Nowadays, like you're not going to see those types of things very much because people are concerned that there's going to be liability reasons. So again, there's a lot of like, well, where does a kid go? Where do they have an outlet for their brains and this, this need for variety and all this? Yeah. It's pretty much going to be technology. Yeah. And then guess what? When you're off riding your bike all day, well, you're probably not just eating a bunch of garbage food. But if you're sitting in the house, you're watching a show, you're playing oh, a game. Oh, it's easy to snack. you got plenty of time to snack. Yeah. So there's all these risk factors that contribute to it. And who knows if it ties together. So if you aren't eating the best food, you probably don't feel that great. Don't feel great. You don't have the energy. You don't have the drive to want to do anything. Absolutely. And that kind of bleeds over into lack of movement. That's which right. Which kind of is a cycle that's hard to break. That's right. We have believed mm-hmm. this in fitness this entire time that all of your choices become synergistic towards positive or they move towards, let's say, away from your goals or towards your goals. Yeah. And when it comes to a child, it's hard for them to get to see what the long-term impacts of that is. Oh, yeah. I mean, how can you... you, They don't have the the capability to think about that. That's it. And why would they? Yeah. It's the same thing as like, if you say to a kid, you should save your money. Right. That doesn't mean a lot. But if you say, hey, if you save your money, if you save this much each day this much each month or whatever and then you can end up purchasing this thing that you want yeah now with a goal in mind they can start to actually apply that right Right. or when you first start you go hey every week give me five dollars of your allowance we're going to put it in this jar and then you show them at the end of the month what they can get and then they learn from that so it's almost like you have to take action first that's right and let them see the end result and like oh that's that right. is that is a good idea. A hundred percent. And we feel like mm-hmm. the same way for fitness period, except the problem is, and now let's say, how do we look at solutions? Well, mm-hmm. since we know that kids need to be more active, like that's everybody pretty much would agree with that. The question is like, well, how do you help a child that's either heading towards obesity or just a child who needs to get some energy out after school or a child that wants to become stronger or whatever the child's needs are towards fitness how do you actually do that well the problem is is like without knowing how to do it it tends to probably lend itself towards cardio right yeah exactly like hey go out we're gonna go run on the track for 20 minutes you're gonna go run around the block two times and you know honestly if you're not in cardiovascular shape that is that is like the hardest thing to do yeah is to go out and like 
you're you, you don't feel great you feel a little overweight and you try to go run for 20 minutes or yep. or do something uh, heart intensive you hate it yeah it's not motivating it's not fun it's not fun <laughs> if you love running as an adult because it helps like clear your head of stress or whatever cool rock your thing but we find that for kids and for most people the sports that aren't fun to watch aren't fun to do yeah Right? Like, hey, you guys want to sit down and watch a bunch of people walk? That's not a lot of fun. But what kids do really energize with is lifting weights and yeah. doing exercises yeah. and, and jumping on boxes. Exactly. And moving their body and getting to kind of challenge themselves at like this primal, tribal, prepare for the next day level. Absolutely. Kind of like a video game. 100%. Kids love to watch variety. They, to be... they love to watch different movements like that and it's like they're a, they're a video game character. They get to be their own superhero. They do. Absolutely. That's, That's super neat. Um, and so what we feel like, you know, is in our segue here that we said we would chat about last time is we are very shortly going to be dropping this. You know what? Very shortly might be a, a crazy term for a lot. Pretty soon, not super long, right? <laughs> Depends on how you define that. True, true. We want to make sure everything is as awesome as possible and squared away. But we know that the real heroes that are going to be able to make an impact in kids' lives are mm -hmm. parents. Absolutely, yep. Absolutely. Only the parent can make this giant impact in these kids' lives. And you know what? It doesn't take as much time as, as you think. It doesn't. It really doesn't. Because for our kids, you know, it was this this first part of like really working with them teaching technique teach them you know how things work the different movements and now i could drop them off at a gym right now and they could do the workout in fact that's our biggest struggle right now is going hey so we have a nine-year-old who definitely knows how to work out we're on vacation here can they work out with us yeah can yeah. she work out with us or the 12 the 13 year old pretty much can go into every gym at this point so yeah. there's no there's no objections to overcome with Slater. Right. But with Bro, it's like we're having to try to explain stuff and sometimes show videos. And, yeah. and we've been pretty successful with it. It's been pretty good. But we know parents are the heroes in this story. And if you're a parent and you're trying to figure out, like, well, how do I do this? That's what we felt like we could really serve parents with. Yeah, absolutely. Right? You know, we've, we have worked with our kids for so many years and we've really dial down what works and how to coach them and how to stay positive and how to keep them motivated and we're so excited to just package that up in such an awesome way and provide it to so many parents around the world yep all the content portions actually done where everything's just getting plugged into the technology to be able to be very 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 user friendly yeah for the parents and so we put together a really cool tool set that's going to help parents to work with their kids the exact same way that we worked with our kids. Yeah, it's going to be, I, I'm literally like so excited for it. That's it. And so here's what the vision for it looks like. There's kind of a couple different areas of the app. Um, mindset and how to coach your kid, regardless of what your child's learning styles are, we go through some different ways that you can work with them and what our mindset is and all of the things that will really, really, really help you to figure out how to first approach this situation. So that's what we go through. Yeah. And then what we got next? We got some, some learning to do, right? Yeah, so we really, we break it down in such a way that we teach you how to teach your kiddos the form of the fundamental movements. That's so right. A squat, right? So a squat, when you teach a child, might seem difficult at first because they're gonna move in a way that's hard to coach. And we've broken that down. Tell them how we word that. 
Yeah, definitely. So what's really cool, parents, or anybody that's trying to change, you know, make a giant impact in child's life for fitness, the way that we've set this up is it goes from very hinge movements. What does that mean? It means getting range of motion in exercises that there's no detriment where you're not going to hurt yourself. So we start with just building some main strength and then we process over to controlling your spine for the child. Once a child can start to learn how to control their spine, then they're able to start to do hinge movements. Hinge meaning like your elbows and knees are moving, just to make sense. So something like a squat requires you to have a hinge at your knee, a hinge at your ankle, and a hinge at your waist. And now once you start to be able to control your spine, then you can start to add weight to that squat as right, well, right. right? So that's how we built it. It was very progressive from a hinge to a spinal control to a hinge and spinal control at a slow pace to faster moving exercises. Absolutely. It is. It's honestly, you guys, it's taken us a long time to develop because we want to make it honestly so perfect right. um, the way we taught our kids. And I, I think we've nailed it down and I'm, I'm just so excited to see this. Besides teaching is there a program? There is a program. So we developed a six-week program yep. um, that's going to be super great. And we have different ways you can break it down. So if you're you know, you're know, super busy throughout the week, but you have a weekend where you can take some time and go over all the movements that the child is going to see that week, you can do it that way. You can do it daily. We have a lot of options. Yep. Um, so it's a six-week program. And then once that six weeks is up, we'll have a new block of training for everybody. Yeah, that's right. And it goes from basically... We recommend about, depending on the child, five years old. I think some four-year-olds probably could do it, but five to eight is one of the programs. Yes. And then eight to adult is the next program. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And it's, Both of those programs are in the app, by the way. Yeah, it's going to be great. And so, you know, say you start with your child and it's taking a little longer to work with them. Well, you can stay on that first week right. for as long as you want. Yep. And so there's no issue with that. We stay with our kids on certain movements for a while yep. until we were comfortable, they were comfortable, it was fun, we weren't rushing them through everything. Um, so you can go at your own pace. If you want to spend a couple weeks at week one, that's great. Or you want to go week one, week two, week three, week four consecutively, that's going to work too. That's it. Yep. All in all, we're mad excited because we can't wait to see what kind of phenomenon of growth that happens in children's fitness period. Yeah. And you know what? You're, you're touching on something. Not only fitness self-confidence confidence is huge confidence is huge in children because it plays out in adulthood as well and you know nowadays social media can be pretty pretty hard on kids mm -hmm. um it can be pretty um make kids feel insecure in certain and ways inadequate inadequate but you know we want to uplift kids and this lifting weights brings such self-confidence it does and we were chatting about um this just recently with the uh a super amazing group that we're building this app with and the biggest thing that we think that we get to see why this confidence grows so much in children is because they get regular challenges that they can't know whether they're going to have success or failure in this and when they have successes parents get to go that's really great good job and when they get to have failures parents get to go hey that's okay you did all that you could let's come back and let's get better and they constantly get to figure out that they're loved through that process yeah and that it's okay to fail because the progression is there as long as you continue to stay consistent. Right, right. And lastly, to touch on it, so the program can be done in a gym 
or it can be done at home. That's right. Because tell them what they need. Yeah, pretty minimal equipment. In fact, we're going to put out how to make a Savage Stick, which is going to be like um, kind of a weighted PVC to work with. Um, and then next, you can get a child's barbell, a little bit of children's weight. I mean, if they get to that point, once they get to that point, you can add a little bit of weight. You know, by the end of this six weeks, they might be prepared to add weight. And the next six weeks, for sure, they'll be adding weight. So barbell, kettlebell, a little bit of lightweight dumbbells, maybe, but very minimal stuff. Yep. And then just one resistance band. That's right. One resistance band. Exactly. Yeah, so that's it. So really, if you only have a kettlebell, no issue. All you need is a kettlebell, a resistance band, and we're going to teach you how to make a PVC pipe for technique work. Or if you have a children's barbell, that works perfect, too. Yeah, absolutely. So we're excited about it. We'll release a little bit more in the future. Uh, we're fixing to sign off this thing. And I need to go to bed so I can see some wolves. Some wolves. Grizzlies. <laughs> you guys we got our hear, bear you spray. Guys a quick funny we got story. our bear spray. Here's a quick funny story. So Jess and I were driving today, right? We're heading up to Yellowstone. And she goes, hey, you want to get up early tomorrow and uh, get going? And I was like, sure, if you want to go. She goes... Well, you want to see wolves, right? And I was like, well, that's some information you could have shared with me. Is that the time we have to go to see wolves? Uh, so we got to go to bed because I do want to see wolves. We're going to see some wolves. We're going to see some wolves. We're going to be up all day and all night until we see wolves. That's it. So we ran it for a while, so we're going to uh, not finish with something super hilarious, but we bring you guys some funny stuff back in the next one, and we look forward to chatting with you guys again. So, that's right. Are we, are we signing out? I think so. JB? Out.